to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of sunflowers flourishing in the midst of sand comes to us from yours truly as I capture this inspiring scene of growth despite dryness while boating through one of, one of the four working greenhouses at Disney World's Epcot Center's Living with the Land exhibit while on vacation in Orlando yesterday. One of the hopes of our faith is growth, that our faith, knowledge, understanding, maturity, wisdom, and skill at living the Christian life will increase over time. However, unlike other areas and endeavors that will be excused for their lack of progress due to bad conditions, the Christian is rightfully expected to grow where you are planted, meaning that trials, afflictions, or negative circumstances are no excuse for not growing in the kingdom of God. We don't grow by our own efforts. We grow through abiding in Christ, staying in God's presence relationally. We trust and follow him, and we renew our minds through his word by knowing it and applying its wisdom to how we live our lives, and that includes in bad times or in hostile environments. While it's, well, it's Monday, and while I am not in what anyone would consider a hostile environment, being on vacation at an amusement park resort in Florida, uh, the spiritual dryness here is palpable, as this man-made pleasure dome emphasizes self-reliance, circumstantial happiness, indulging the flesh, and community of universal acceptance that not only denies some harsh realities of this world, but also contradicts what the Word of God says. Uh, so, <laughs> to try to stay grounded by staying in step with the Spirit, despite living in the midst of what I have to consider enemy territory, where lies, fantasy, and half-truths come together to paint a beguiling picture of what a wonderful world it could be without God, I am doing my best to observe Lent by going through Gratia Grindall's 40-day journey with Martin Luther. It's the fifth day of Lent, and so we continue by per, my personal walkthrough of Gracia, uh, Gracia's Grindel's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season. And this walkthrough Grindel's devotional is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, Easter. And so we continue. Journey, journey day five. And Martin Luther writes, Where there is to be true prayer, there must be utter earnestness. We must feel our need, the distress that drives and impels us to cry out. Then prayer will be spontaneous, as it should be, and no one will need to be taught how to prepare for it or how to create the proper devotion. God wants you to lament and express your needs and concerns, not because he is unaware of them, but in order that you may kindle your heart to stronger and greater desires and open and spread your apron wide to receive many things. And then we move on to the biblical wisdom for today, which comes from Matthew 6, 6, where Jesus said, but whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And if it's possible, our devotion reminds, reminds us to sit in silence for meditation um, where 
you should probably pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly for 60 seconds or a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that is always available to you in God's creation. Meditate on Martin Luther's comments for the day and the content of today's biblical wisdom. And we'll move along to the questions to ponder in our study. And the first one is, why does Luther say that it is only with earnestness and distress that prayer will, be, will come spontaneously? While I don't necessarily think we need to be carried away emotionally one way or the other, I agree with Luther's sentiments that we have to be earnest. We have to mean it to be sincere in our faith. We have to feel the distress of our spiritual needs, even after they have been met in Christ, to continue in our faith and for our prayer to be spontaneous, instead of becoming a rote or dry or dead spiritual spiritual ritual where we go through the mental gymnastics of saying our prayers but fall short of having our uh, heart connection with God. We don't just agree with God mentally. We don't just acknowledge our need for a savior mentally. The gospel we heard when we first believed should have moved beyond our mental ascent and grabbed our hearts and turned our wills to throw ourselves on the mercy of our Lord who died for us. When we face the state of our continual sin uh, and slippage, we should see our need for the Lord's hasn't stopped that we should earnestly throw ourselves on his mercy and grace to move us further into his will for our lives. Our need, uh, our needs are not, are, are new every day. And so we should come earnestly to ask God for what we need today. The next question is, Luther suggests that our prayers do more for us than for God. How does prayer intensify our relationship with God? Prayer intensifies our relationship with God because it develops our knowledge of Him and our extreme dependence on Him. Through answered prayers, we see that God loves us and is helping us. Through unanswered prayers, we learn to grow in our relationship with God by being challenged to understand why what we want isn't being supplied and whether or not we will still believe in and trust the Lord. Prayer should be a daily and continuous conversation with the Lord, and the more we communicate with Him, the deeper our relationship with and faith in God will be. And the follow, and the next question is, what does it mean that prayer kindles in us stronger and greater desires and causes us to spread our apron wide to receive? The stronger and greater desires that prayer can kindle is to be fully surrendered to the Lord. Um, The fire of prayer will burn in us a desire to do God's will more, and when we rely on God fully and surrender to his will, we simply await to receive whatever he has for us to receive and fully accept. Uh, Spread our aprons wide, whatever the good Lord sees to bring to us be it blessings or trials that lead to growth, uh, we humbly and expectantly uh, wait on the Lord uh, to receive whatever he has for us. And our devotional moves us to the psalm fragment for today, which is Psalm 119, verses 145 through 48, uh, which 
says, with my whole heart I cry, answer me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I cry to you, save me, that I may observe your decrees. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I put my hope in your words. My eyes are awake before each watch of the night, that I may meditate on your promise. And, and then that moves us to our journal reflections. Um, the first one says, For Luther, prayer is really quite simple. It is about our being driven by our earnest, earnestness and desire to pray to God. In your journal, reflect on whether or not this is true. When do you feel closest to God? I believe this is 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 true. Um, I wrote is to be true, but I believe it is true. I don't rise early every day um, just to meet a religious obligation of sainthood. I earnestly enter into prayer uh, every morning, not just because I feel. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I earnestly enter into prayer earnestly every morning. Um, every morning, not just because I feel it is what I should do or because I have some pressing needs, but because I really want to know God more. I really want to be with God. Granted, I, I feel close to God during times that I need His help, which is always, but I also feel close to Him when I ponder what He has done in creation and in my life. I earnestly pray and desire to follow God because I have had my needs met. Um, but I also do it because I have received his love and earnestly desire to love him right back. And let's see, the next prompting is the psalmist cries out with his whole heart. Describe a time when you, your whole heart was at prayer. What feelings were evoked in you? The idea of our whole heart being used to cry out to God gives me pictures of times of great distress and need, and need of the Lord's help. Uh, I can reflect on times where I was praying to the Lord to help with situations that were beyond my control and I petitioned the Lord for good outcomes but would also ask for guidance and strength to help me through the situations regardless of what I wanted. Those situations evoked all kinds of feelings of me, anger, fear, worry, sadness, but the peace in those situations came from God, who let me express all that I was feeling and comforted me with the assurance of his presence. And the last journal prompting is, Jesus suggests that prayer is best when it is done in secret. What does it mean to you that God is in secret? Do you have a secret place, um, a, a quiet place, a sacred place of your own for prayer? If so, describe it. If not, perhaps you should find one. In secret is anywhere we can be alone with God to pray. God is omnipresent, so to be in secret is, you know, anywhere, anywhere you draw close to the Lord in prayer, that's in secret. And that's where God is. Um, God is everywhere. Uh, that can even be in the midst of a crowd of people as our spirit has access to God at all times through the Holy Spirit. But 
I do have a secret place of my own. In my bedroom, I have a space where I have a meditation cushion and lamp where I pray and practice gratitude most mornings. Just going through, just going there causes me to give thanks to the Lord and to go to Him in prayer. I highly recommend getting a secret place of, of for prayer uh, to all who read or hear this message. So get a place, get your own secret place, and go there to pray. And speaking of prayer, uh, we conclude our uh, our journey, our 40-day journey here, uh, for day five anyway, um, through prayers for the life of faith. And it prompts us to pray that you will grow in your understanding of prayer and in your relationship with the Lord, and that those dearest to you will open up their whole hearts to the Lord in prayer, so that together you can come to know the Lord's love and grow to live more fully in Him. So we pray. Lord God, I pray you will help me to grow in my understanding of prayer and in my relationship with you, and that my family and friends will be moved by the Holy Spirit to open up their whole hearts to you in prayer, to be saved, and to be compelled to seek you and to follow Jesus, to know your love, and to live completely for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And finally, the prayer for today, uh, and very simply, it says, Dear Lord Jesus, I pray to you in the confidence that you will hear my prayer, and I trust your promise that when I pray, you will hear my cry. Amen. And that moves us along to today's Bible verse, which comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes to comes from the section on communication, gossip, and lying. And today's verses are Proverbs 25, 11, and 12. And the Word of God says, Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Today's verses are the first of two passages of scripture that fall under the 15th point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on communication, gossip, and lying. That 15th point is, a word aptly spoken and a wise rebuke can be very helpful to others. Today's verses encourage us that the words we speak can be extremely valuable when delivered in the right circumstances to ears that are listening. As Christians, we have the good news of life and death, and through knowledge of God's word, we have all the answers to the problems of living in this world. But we have to be wise and discerning in where we cast our pearls. Only when God opens the eyes of the blind will they see. So we need to know listening ears are created by his supernatural work. But we should be a continual witness for Christ and the abundant life we have in Christ. So one day our words will be treasures for those spiritually poor and make them rich in the joy of the Lord. As always, we invite all to go to mtforchrist.org where we always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist our brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alford, a collection of devotional journal from 1940 and 41. And today, um, Alford uh, prompts us to read Mark chapter 10, and from Mark chapter 10, he shares Mark 10, 26, uh, which states, Who then can be saved? 
And Stephen Alford writes, the Lord Jesus had just made three important statements which represented in themselves three possible stages in the experience of an unsaved man. They were how hard it is for those who have riches to be saved in verse 23. Here, the possession of riches is best illustrated in the foregoing story of the rich young ruler. He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions, in verse 22. And then uh, Alford writes, how hard, uh, the, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to be saved, verse 24. Here is not merely possession of, but trust in riches. This is illustrated by Paul's word in 1 Timothy 6.17 that says, Command those who are rich not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. And Alfred then writes, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to be saved. From verse 25. Here is the love of riches to the exclusion of all else. God, see also, Luke 12, 16, 21. And finally, Alfred prays, However, with you, Father, even such as these can be saved. Amen. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, riches, riches can keep you from, uh, from the Lord. Trust in riches. Um, you know, trust in Disney World uh, to make you happy, and Disney Vacation will do it. Um, yeah, that might keep you close, far from the Lord, too. Um, that's why I'm doing my spiritual practices, uh, to remind me where, you know, where my hope, my hope and my help come from, come from the Lord, not from circumstantial happiness of the world. Um, so, I'm enjoying my time in Florida. Enjoying the sights and sounds, but trying to reflect on the Lord. Actually, spent time in the ride in the rides yesterday, reading, uh, reading, um, uh, reading from a Christian book while online. So that was that was that was a good use of the time. And uh, I mean, the the, the the passing of the time in the lines go a little quicker. So I'm going to reestablish that practice. Uh, the day before, I just sat. And in the midst of all the crowd and just like relaxed in the presence of the Lord, even though I was in the midst of Disney World and just, you know, focused on the breast and had peace. So I'll alternate between the two practices. Uh, if anyone's in, in, in a situation where people are a continual problem, I mean presence, um, you can you can find the Lord through through other means, you know, reading the word, reading a Christian book, listening to a podcast, listening to Christian music, uh, meditating in, in the relative silence of your mind uh, while the world uh, doesn't shut up. Um, so those are our, those are our tips today, uh, practicing uh, <laughs> practicing on this, this the path of Christian discipleship in the midst of the world. Um, yeah, so let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence, regardless of the distractions of this world and the delights that uh, would lead us astray. Um, Lord, we just pray for you to be with us today as we go through another day of this vacation. Help us to keep the peace between our wives and our children and uh, our fellow man as we can go about this uh, wild world of Disney World. Um, Lord, we just pray for you to uh, be with our friends who might be listening or reading this message also today. Um, God bless them if they listen this long. Um, Lord, we just pray for you to um, uh, 
uh, come alongside them in their prayer request and to um, guide them in the way they should go. Because, Lord, we all need your help. Because it's a, it's a mad, mad world. But uh, we know you're a good, good God. And uh, you can see us through. Um, when we stand on your truth, trust in Jesus, and follow you. Lord, so we thank you, we praise you, we love you. And we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.